Hello, this is Frank Skinner. Look, I'm going back on the road again. I know, I know, with my show, uh, Showbiz. I've finished the London thing, and I just want to go back to the places that we didn't do on the national tour and places that sold out, like, super quick. Um, witnesses, that's what I'm after. Anyway, look, if you fancy coming to see me, I thought I'd let you know that there's a... a, a, there's a now, I've never typed in one of these in my life, but I'm going to do it for you. There's an address. It's www.absoluteradio.co.uk slash tickets. It's like one of those proper things. And if you, if you type that in, you'll see where I'm playing and when and all the possible details you could need. I'd love to see you. And who knows, you might even like to see me. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on 81215. It's a key element of the show, in my opinion. Mm. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. When I say and, I mean all. Yeah. yeah. Don't, I mean, don't go mad. Yeah, don't over-communicate. Um, yeah, us. we don't want the same message, or even a slight variation on the same message through three different uh, media. I'm going to start off with... Um, I tell you I want to start off with something that we haven't had for ages on the show. If I can find the, the, the jingle. Keep talking. Go on. Oh, yeah. Do you like... Uh, um, uh, how do you, what do you think of uh, Alan and my sartorial choices today, Frank? Um, well, you want to tell Al- the readers what we've gone for. Alan has gone for, I think, is that double denim? It is. Yeah, and he's also shaved his head very, very close to his skull. <laughs> oh, no, this is, um, this is about a week after that, I think. Oh, well, maybe well, two. Wow. Well, if you'd been here last week, we'd, we'd, <laughs> oh, we'd, yeah. have been able to sit, we'd have seen all those little scars from skull days. <laughs> yes, and where well, the compasses went in. <laughs> he's also doing a thing which I cannot pull off let me just put my spectacles oh, on. on and check this yes he's got his uh, top button done up on his shirt the very top button oh, yeah. if I do that I look like you know when people put herbs in a paper bag <laughs> with a thing sticking out the top Yeah, I look it? like that I look like I've been um, what's it called an amuse-bouche yeah I look, amuse-bouche yeah. I, I look like an amuse-bouche that's what and I look Frank, like and Frank mine oh and, and Emily's also gone for denim and it is a bit if there was a if there was a skinhead movie on today uh, would I be your girlfriend if there was a sing, <laughs> single longer skinhead escapes you two could turn up as um, you know people who join in in the audience <laughs> Okay. That'd be lovely. Yeah. Um, Not many radio shows start with a description of the participants. I like this. <laughs> no, it's. Good. I mean, I, I obviously. Frank is I wearing a burgundy sweater. <laughs> maroon. Yeah. Maroon. Yeah. Well, I am. Now, in you're many making ways. it sound quite 1950s <laughs> regional fashion show. Now. Anyway, listen. Whatever happens. <laughs> oh, we haven't done these for a while. One for ages. Uh, smelling salts. Oh. Do people still carry those? Don't know oh, it's just my partner fainted a couple of weeks ago and I was watching a Patrick Troughton version yeah. of uh, Doctor Who and he always whips out smelling salts because obviously people drop it like flies in Doctor Who. Yes. Mm. Do people still use it? Would a doctor have it? And you don't see them, the smelling salts. What is it? Oh, you mean well. a doctor? Mm. Yeah. I thought you meant a doctor. No, no, I, I mean, I, I, I rather than me. <laughs> I haven't seen smelling salts. I used to see a lot in gay clubs. Oh, no, Did mate, you? Apparently that wasn't smelling salt. Oh, okay, I just had a yeah, message come else. through. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but have they, where have they gone? Good question. Okay, 8, 12, I 15. Don't know. There's 
There's probably some new, like, medicinal version that's... Yeah, but you never you see know, anyone hold that thing some, yeah. under someone's nose to help them. When, when Kath fainted no. a couple of weeks ago, there was two, um, two medics there. Mm. Nobody reached for smelling salts. None of them. Mm-mm. Can I say... Um, yes. Oh, someone has pointed out, actually, it's not an amuse-bouche, it's a bouquet garni. Oh, well, he was, he right. was very good in uh, Till Death or Stupart. <laughs> 780. The, Fred, the French version of Till Death or Stupart. <laughs> Starry. Bouquet garni. Amuse-bouche is the thing that they give you at a restaurant, isn't it? Before uh, the dinner yeah. and they say... Uh, the chef would like you to have. Oh, that's, that's right. I got to say, all it's I normally pea flavored. The only reason mm. I know Amuse Bouche is that there's a um, comedy club called the Amused Moose. That's mm. right. And I didn't realise for oh. years that that was a play on words. In yeah. fact, it was a. Um, Neither did I. It was an idiotic eureka oh, moment right. for me. Mm. So we've got we've got two old classics on the show this morning, I'm, I'm I, I'm including to... me. Makes three. Sorry? I'm loath to not read you this email. Don't be loath. Uh, oh, is it one six two by any chance? No, now? it's a troll from Friday night's emails oh. that come in. But I think it could be interesting. Okay. okay. Um, morning all. Alan and Emily, if you could just talk amongst yourselves for a moment. Frank, how do you feel about the twelve regeneration loophole get out? As a child, we used to spend our pocket money on Doctor Who VHS from Woolworths. Mm. As a result, I have some deep, ingrained Who knowledge. I remember thinking as a child that the franchise would be limited to only 12 regenerations possible. This from a Sylchester McCoy generation, realising the programme had already hit its half-life. I admire the way the writers have acknowledged this fact, but I am curious as to how another interested party feels about it. I can't possibly ask my long-term partner as she may leave me. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. can see that. Well, that's because uh, yes, you haven't moved that in with her and you're, and you're still at home. Well, that's from John from Guildford. There's basically been what could be termed a major change in canon on Doctor Who. Has there? In that it, um, there's, there's now a feeling that William Hartnell wasn't the first Doctor Who, that there were loads of Doctor Whos oh. before. Lots of women, lots of people of colour, all before Hartnell. Maybe it's the BBC's ways of saying, oh, we can get back to white men now after Jodie, because we've covered all that in, uh, in that one episode. Yeah, um, I don't know, it, it, was, it was a shock. I'm still processing, I'll be honest. Oh. But, um, you know, because I'm Bill, Bill Hartnell is my, is my doctor, so... Um, um, just this news just in before we go to um, a musical break, Frank. One six two. My son, who is a power lifter, uses smelling salts. Oh, oh. are you sure they're smelling salts? How does for, he? Sorry. Is that for when he faints <laughs> through having? You can't use them. You can't use them. That's a, they're not really self-appliable, are they? No. Smelling salts. <laughs> Are they definitely smelling salts? <laughs> what? I mean, I'm not casting aspersions. But what you could do is you could have a medallion that was a sort of smelling salts bottle. So if you fell to the ground, it would break and you would be um, self-revived. Well, Ian Rolleston, who's um, an under-15s football manager, has smelling, smalts in it, smelling salts in his football bag just in case. Okay, oh, so old school, I've always had it. No, Good uh, lad. Does he come on and just put a bit of water on the injury like they used to in the old days? <laughs> What else have we heard from the outside world? You know the outside world. Well... That place we're all frightened to go at the moment. (laughs) Is it time to bring up the thorny issue of Pete? 
Ah, now, if you didn't listen last week, I... I, um, And the cockerel wasn't here, in fact, Frank, so we should give him a refresher. Okay, well, um, Gareth Richards was here last week and he was talking about a difficult neighbour that he had who he didn't want to name, and I said, why not call them Pete? Because Pete... um, Periphery Pete, I believe, is now. He's a very, he's a sort of minor character in Disney World, but he used to be the horrible neighbour of uh, Goofy, mm-hmm. and so um, we. Landlord, in fact, I discovered his catchphrase is "You ain't paid the rent." I never oh. knew that. So much. Well, then the one there was a Christmas one I saw when he was definitely the neighbour, and he he shovelled his snow onto Goofy's pathway. Unacceptable. Yes, that's the point. Not that's the beauty of Pete. He does. Um, he's bad. Yeah, he's a hot. Exactly. He's one of the few genuine hostels <laughs> in. Uh, I don't mean like a youth hostel. I mean right. he's, he's a hostile environment in his own right. So, uh, Frank, I believe. So he cropped up, and then I realised I didn't even know what animal Pete was. That's how oh, periphery right. periphery Pete is. We didn't know what animal, and then Frank went on to express contempt for the very concept of Pete merchandise. Yeah, I thought, who would buy? Unless you were being wantonly... Right, yeah. I believe your actual words, because I'll I'll never forget them, were, imagine buying Pete merchandise, what a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's... I don't know, I've never even seen... I've been to many, many Disney shops. Yeah. I've been to uh, Disneyland Paris twice. Three times. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen any Pete merch. This isn't a humble brag, is it? This Al? is just what a full-on brag. We, yeah. Are you familiar with Pete, by I'm the not way? familiar with Pete, except by reputation. Yeah. This He's a big, big cat. You'd like him. He looks like he might pump iron. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Do I? Obviously <laughs> animated iron. <laughs> so you've never seen... Pete Merch, Frank. No, I've never seen Pete Merch either. Well, was, it, was Robin... that the bloke from Bauhaus? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, Robin Powell, one of our readers, has sent us a tweet saying, "I'm in Disneyland Paris. Is this Pete? Pete sighting?" Okay. And she spotted. She enclosed a picture of Pete merchandise. It's a plastic figurine of him. I'm afraid, unfortunately, they have rendered the. The bulbous stomach, which is rather cruel. Yeah, they didn't. Oh, he, he's, he's he's got a big tummy. Too many calories and not enough lifting. Too much, yeah. too much ink. <laughs> <laughs> That's his trouble. <laughs> um, but she sent this. So there are Pete fans. Okay. I got so obsessed by this, I decided to then. I Can took, I ask a question on this sure. subject? Mm-hmm. I thought there for a second you were going to say they'd seen a Pete <laughs> character. <laughs> you know those people that walk oh, around. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that would be a lousy job. That because you would be. It's like I remember once turning up at a fancy restaurant and there were paparazzi outside, and they the, the cameras were flashing as I arrived. Mm-hmm. And some woman, and then when I arrived, they just uh, they were all checking let their picture. By. They let me go by, and oh. I said, "Well, who was that woman?" They said she was uh, third in uh, Britain's Next Top Model. And I thought, oh, oh, oh. So that's what it'd be like being a Pete character. <laughs> Pete, um, I ended up watching a video called The Evolution of Pete. Really? I know. Well, you know, writers will do anything, as you know, to avoid writing. Are you sure it wasn't about fossil fuels? (laughs) Frank, all I'll say is it's 18 minutes of my life I clearly won't ever get back. 18 minute documentary. 18 minutes. I went in and I thought it would be three. Mm. I'd have thought a lot of the Disney (laughs) organisation didn't even believe in evolution.
Pete. We were discussing Pete, Disney Pete. Disney Pete. <laughs> you watched an 18 minute uh, <laughs> documentary. I'm not I'm so, I have so I many mean, questions about this. Pushing it, <laughs> Did it clarify <laughs> what creature Pete is? Yes, it was. I mean, it was called. It was actually called, as I say, the evolution of Pete. Oh, okay. Right. It was an origin story. <laughs> okay. Like <Sort> Joker. Of... <laughs> okay. I mean, when you say like Joker, uh, yeah, it wasn't as dark. But I found there's so many gaps in my knowledge about Pete. Well, Frank, I think there are comparisons though, because Pete well, is, is yeah. villainous in many ways. Villainous, but I felt much like Joker. I felt empathy for the character. That's nice. Okay. Complex empathy. Yeah. Because, for a start, did you know Pete? He was He's the oldest, continuous-running Disney character. No idea for that. Oh, and, and the, probably the least <laughs> well known. Oh. This is what I mean, Frank. Oh, he's a bit first wife, <laughs> isn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Is that, you know when oh. celebrities and, you, and they, you find out that they had a... They had a Oh, no, didn't quite work out. This is the problem, Or Pete. first manager is another one as well. <laughs> yeah. Pete, 1925. Pe- so Pete preceded um, Mickey Mouse, or even Mortimer yep. Mouse. The, it preceded wow. Mickey Mouse. Pete was in Steamboat Willie, remember? L- lest we forget. That is just talk. <laughs> <laughs> OK. So Pete is currently still alive at 95. Oh, wow. He's the oldest... Can- Pete's voice was first the first person to ever do Pete's voice. Can you guess who it was? I mean, it, Walt Disney. Yes. Oh, okay. And I think he did them all in those days. Guess. No, they had to change it after the first one. It didn't work. Is that he right? had to go at it. I heard it. Trying to save money, Walt. I even yeah. heard it was something like "You want to get bit." It, it wasn't good. He should have got me in doing my <laughs> Wild West old timer. Oh yeah, you're good at this guy. Yeah, what you guys doing? Yeah. Pete, as we've established, I mean, there was a lot of... Um, Can I say the whole show is not about Pete? No, it's not. It? I will wrap this up. I do apologise. Well, don't say it too soon. It might be. <laughs> well, well, only, if there's, only if there's breaking news. <laughs> I'm just saying... This is like, you know when you think, OK, it's a big virus, but um, can we have some other news now? You know when yeah. you're thinking that on the oh, news. Oh, do you think we should stop talking about it? <laughs> no, All right, no, well, no. Well, that's Pete. Is there, any, uh, is there any other killer facts, though? Because the fact that he was the original is... Yes. is that's big. Well, I what think, animal is he? Well, <laughs> yeah. this is a debate because what? Some, it's a debate even by because Pete was a hybrid. Pete essentially filled the villainous shoes. Pete is who you want him to be. We oh, all impose ourselves on Pete. That's a big Disney, isn't it? Yes, psychological. Yeah. It really is. Pete, Pete is whoever you want him to be. He changes according to the story. He can be irate landlord. He's often irate oh, landlord. Let's yeah. be honest. I can. I've seen him as Cheshire Cat. Have you? But, Another but fact is he a cat? Pete, well, no. Pete started as a man. Uh, uh, he changed to... He's been a... He was ahead of his a time. A cat, a bear. He's we regenerated. Say, he's, he's the hybrid. There was a character in, in Doctor <laughs> Who called the hybrid. What if Pete is in... Oh, well, this has gone too far. I apologise to all our... We'll the, start again. The final <laughs> thing I'd like to say about Pete, Frank, Pete started life with two teeth and then he got a full Cheshire Cat set and then he went back to two. Oh, Richard okay. the Third, I think, started life with teeth. Was born with teeth. Oh right, yeah, yeah. that happens. Yeah, um, my kingdom for a horse. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, thanks. That that's um, 
That's great, great info on Pete. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to start on that cow. There's a cow in it. I don't even know the name of the cow. Do you oh, know that? Oh, animated, I don't know the cow. Animated cow. I'd say it's possibly <laughs> even lower down the rankings than Pete. <laughs> periphery Pete. <laughs> I had a bit of an experience this week. Well, my, my son, you know, I have a seven-year-old son, some of you will know out there. Mm. And um, this week, he had a pretty unique experience, which I shared, in that he was the mascot uh-huh. for Tottenham Hotspur. Really? <gasps> against, um, oh, Rampton Wanderers. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've took him now to two Tottenham Hotspur versus Wolverhampton Wanderers games, thinking, well, the, the, in a way of coping with the tragedy of my son supporting <laughs> yes, I an, see a that. team that isn't West Brom, uh-huh. I'll take, them, take him to see these team playing against our rivals, and then at least I'll have the pleasure of them losing. On both occasions, Wolves have won. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> failed, failed terribly. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, he was... Uh, there's like every... There's 11 mascots for the day. Oh, right. And you meet it. in a mascot room, get there, you know, oh, three nice. hours before the kickoff. They play Jenga. Do they? Yeah. So does they play the Jenga. Do Tottenham they? Hotspur branded Jenga they <laughs> played together. Can I just ask, so are you, is your role the mascot chaperone? Yes, I am the oh, uh, le chaperon. Yeah. Lovely. He's one mascot. Are you not mascot dad? Presumably, it's best. Well, I've never got a call mascot dad. I tell you what, because it might not be the dad. I own a Indeed. letter. I own a letter what? written in uh, on a, old, a manual typewriter. You remember a manual <laughs> typewriter, the philosopher? Yeah. Um, um, on a manual type in blue ink on headed West Bromwich Albion notepaper, and it says, "Dear Mrs. Collins," that was my mom's name. Mm. So, dear Mrs. Collins, we're sorry, but uh, your son really does sound like a loyal West Brom supporter, but we don't have mascots at West Brom, so I'm afraid he cannot be a mascot. (laughs) But thank, I hope you'll continue to support us. And it's signed by the manager, Alan Ashman. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And I've got that. So I never made it as a mascot. Let's face it, it's too late for me Mm. now. Can you imagine if I went out as a mascot? Hey, it could happen. Well, yeah. just writing a letter to Make a Wish Foundation or something. I think no, because I say ageism is, is the least yes. right. the least practised. What would the, you wear uh, instead of the oh, shorts? I'm, would you wear the trousers with the elasticated waist? I'd go for those, Frank. The, the ones what, in the like Sunday supplement buttons? that we like. Oh, yes. Mate, the only way they could get away with it is if I went out, say, in the in the kit from 1967 <laughs> of when I first went. So I was. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. uh, they were bring, They were accompanied by the past <laughs> in some way. <laughs> I think that might work. But I don't think I'd be taken seriously as a uh, as a mascot. I have to accept that. The same things happened to me with um, being an orphan. Yeah, oh. I don't. I think there's an age where you, you don't get the sympathy for being an orphan you're right. anymore. Oh, thank, now you tell me. <laughs> I think I could have cl- clawed back some of the uh, all those advantages of being a uh, rich middle-aged white male that I've now lost. I could yeah. have played my orphan card, <laughs> but no, they weren't happy. Anyway, it was brilliant. It was really properly oh, exciting day. I, um, I lost. The um, um, the chaperone um, 
competition. When the oh. kids go off, the kids go off to get all their things signed by the players. That's nice. Um, it was not. I've got to tell you, I mean, this is a bit cheesy, but when mm. Boss came back with a Tottenham shirt covered in autographs, the look on his face was, I yeah. mean, I mean, it was... Anyway, so um, they have a competition of who's come the furthest, which of the parents have come the furthest right. for the day. And you were just down the road. I was, I was 7.3 miles. Right. So I lost. Mm. The man who won had come from San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was two from America. Wow. Well, I mean, people travel. I they like do. that they I like they reward you for being the furthest away. Fan. I mean <laughs> yeah. they used to laugh at you. Well, yeah. Greta think. Well it's a way to <laughs> come for that. So um he was holding hands with holding hands, I know it, it with um with Tanganga. Right. I don't know if you know Tanganga, the defender. Mm. I don't. Yeah, it was, so that was the moment. But here's a question for you then. Yeah. How do they decide which mascot holds hands with which player on oh. the day um, oh to, you don't want us to guess well, it's, it's, do you it's, know it's, the it's called oh, the cliffhanger. cliffhanger yeah okay because you imagine if Harry Kane had been playing which he wasn't mm-hmm. he's just going to get squabbling yeah Frank Skinner Absolute Radio I was in a gentleman's toilet were you <sighs> yeah and um, old fashioned Hampstead um, it was in Hampstead it was at, it was at Wagamama. Oh, okay. Oh, and a man came in wearing um, fingerless gloves. Market trader. Oh. No, I think he might have been a, a Wagamama delivery man. Oh, okay. you see, it's interesting you went market trader. I would have gone more Cure fan. Oh. Each to their own. I would have gone Albert <laughs> Stetter. Yes. <laughs> Don't leave me, Aaron. <laughs> Um, Sums up all our decades. Oh dear, so, oh dear, um, oh dear. <laughs> I mean, they're weird. First of all, well, anyway, I'll tell you what happened first. So he he went to the urinal, re- keeping his gloves on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his fingerless gloves. Mm. And then he very delicately washed his hands, still with the gloves on. Fingertips mm. only. Just the finger ends. Makes sense. He actually washed that. There's a lot of logic to this. I'm worried there's going to be about an eighth of an inch between glove and uh, yes. uh, that this never gets washed. Yeah. That's sort of a no man's land. <laughs> He's going to have the fingerless glove turn. And then I thought, I don't, I don't really understand um, what they're... They're sort of shorts for the hands. They are. Fingerless yeah. gloves. Well, it's not to understand. Yeah, but yeah. If, yeah, but what gets me? Shorts for the hands make sense, except that shorts for the legs you don't wear in winter normally. Oh. Whereas oh. shorts for the finger for the hands and fingers, you that's you don't wear it in summer. I mean, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> well, traditionally, this could be a new feature. Frank yes. wonders what's going on. <laughs> new feature. Yeah. New Channel 5 show. But who on earth? Get that commission. I think they are. I think they probably were originally invented for people who were doing a delicate work, like handling change. Needlework. Yeah. Yeah, needlework. Good shout. Thank I think you. Market Trader is it. I mean, they do. Market they do. Tra- I was thinking of EastEnders. Was it Oh, Pete? yes. Can you, can you watch my store for yeah, yeah. five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. I've got to go and chop the end off these gloves. That yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, well, it used to be I've got to go and uh, kill to East End um, uh, yes. underworld um, <laughs> criminal 
people. Can you watch my stall? And then yeah, but you know, dying around after you've killed them, I'm gonna all die. Um, I always called them step toe gloves. Did you? Because mm-hmm. an old man Steptoe in mm. the, in oh, the yeah. popular 70s sitcom Steptoe and Son always wore them. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about there are things which I still call by the first person I saw doing it. So mm. do you know what I mean by a Madonna microphone? Yes. In fact, I think the whole industry still calls that a Madonna mic. still call yeah, them? The, yeah, the, 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 the one that comes around, the, the younger people here are looking at me. Um, Not well, they, can I tell you, the younger people will call that a Britney. Do you want Yeah, oh, they just pointed and then you want to make that. I think they call it a microphone. Yes. No, they call it a Britney. Right. No, they've confirmed. Do this they even remember Britney? I've called it a Madonna yes. mic to technicians and they've nodded as if they know what I'm talking about. What about a Scooby Doo sandwich? You know what that is? Well, like a, a sandwich that yes. is slightly taller than the full extent of your gaping mouth. That's yeah. a good shout. <laughs> oh, yes. If you've got any things which, which you can think of, which is like a uh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, then let, do you know what I mean by an uh, 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 yeah. uh? Like yeah. like a Madonna microphone. Well, let, yeah, us, yes. let us know. I think there must be a lot of these things kicking yes. around. Have, have we got an answer for my last... Um, what was my last question? Do you remember? Which one? Uh, regarding the tunnel? Regarding the... No, I asked... Uh, what? I don't know. The, 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 what? We'll find it out. Oh, yeah. How do you, how do you decide who, which mascot holds hands with which football? Oh, yes. No, no one has... I'm afraid we don't have well, any Well, I can tell you, it's done... They, just to avoid any arguments, they do it in order of height. So the smallest oh. child goes out with the captain, the second... Uh, oh, smallest nice. goes out with the player, so there's no debate. Great, that's a lovely on. way of doing. And it. also, they come great. in like a lovely flight of stairs. Yeah, steadily. <laughs> and the, if you got the right angle of the photo, you could get all eleven mascots on one head-on shot. Well, that's nice. think which would look that would look great if you could work that out. <laughs> I think the players should be made to come out in that order as well. <laughs> Height <laughs> shame. Or maybe tallest first, a sense of some disappointment as we get to the shorter yes. place. I think everyone in life should have to do that. In, I'd yeah. have to come in. I'd come yeah, in. Miss World. One of them. One of the um, long-term queuing things are the when Just people queuing? come out in a line. Be good for me, tallest. Be good for me to queue. <laughs> yeah, um, usual suspects. Those things. Yes. Identity parades. Yeah. Does, I mean, this could change the That's world. That's quite Madonna, Mike's. We call you see. I call the identity parade the usual suspects. Ah, there you, you go. There you go. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. So this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Um. So they're talking about banning 70-year-olds from Premier League games. Oh. Roy Hodgson, yeah. 8-12-15. <laughs> so, um... You, uh, you set up a, a, what I would call a text-in. Yes. Um, where you were discussing the Madonna mic, like the first time you see that microphone, you then call it a Madonna mic To me, mic it'll forever. always be a yes, Madonna mic. Yeah. It's me too. So you were after other things that people were 
thinking of the da 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 step toe gloves step toe gloves yes. Madonna Mike uh, one eight seven a good shout something I call the name of the first person I see with it is MC Hammer trousers lovely oh, yeah. which are the harem pants voluminous yeah <laughs> the harem pant will always be. Yeah. The MC Hammer. Yeah, it's quite right, MC Hammer trousers. They continue the big baggy numbers. My nan was wearing trousers once, and I said, "I see you've got MC Hammer trousers on." She had no idea what I meant. <laughs> and he oh, knew she course. wouldn't. He knew she wouldn't. Cabby D. I think also um, sometimes. I mean, this this is possibly slightly confusing it with the chair, but I would say the Kevin Keegan perm. Oh. I mean, if people refer to a permed yeah. hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Now, Kevin Keegan hasn't had a perm for several decades. No, I see. I, I wonder if what I say you? Lenny Benny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Kevin Keegan, you're right, is the more common. You know, you know the millennial <laughs> readers of this show are going to have to do some Googling now. <laughs> well, I, Who's they, your They should know perm. who Kevin Keegan is. Um, I, uh, I, I've been re-watching uh, Seinfeld from the beginning with my oh, son on now box Now you're going to be saying, oh, it's like that episode of Seinfeld. No, when? not <laughs> quite the opposite. Kramer, the eccentric neighbour character, was mm. one day wearing a sheepskin coat and I thought, <laughs> oh, he's got a John Motson coat on. Oh, which... yeah, that's one. Yeah, oh, that, right. I mean, I've, when I used to wear a sheepskin coat, <laughs> the amount good. of people that said that's a John Motson coat. Yeah. Apparently, I've heard it's so... People actually shouted at sheep. <laughs> that, that, that's how much it prevails the John Motson coat <laughs> no it's um, that oh, is that's dude. a good one yeah. the John Motson coat for a sheepskin lovely two sartorial ones for you the Harry Hill collar and the Nelson Mandela shirt oh, oh yeah. I believe this Very is technically good. called a Mediva shirt who knew I what, didn't know that. What, what, I the, didn't know. It's, a, it's a Versace shirt, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it might be based on a traditional African you design. Tell them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. But I just want to give uh, the late Gianni, you know, his propers, yeah, Frank. Mm. Right, the, re- the late Gianni Versace. Oh, yeah, Gianni. He reinterpreted. <laughs> I like that you Birmingham him up a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah Gianni. <laughs> I thought you said the late Gianni. I thought, oh, who's that then? No, Gianni that, that, Versace. Johnny Mandela. <laughs> you see, that it was the um, the strange part of the Venn diagram where Noel Edmonds overlapped with Nelson Mandela. Did the, he? The Why? Versace shirt. Oh yes. Oh, I thought it was that Winnie Mandela rumor. <laughs> um, well, well, we'll move on. Cosmic from ordering. There. I didn't know whether <laughs> cosmic ordering. I don't know whether don't know. Nelson, Nelson. He didn't Mandela. strike me as a cosmic orderer. No, he knew that you had to. You have to make things happen yourself. If anyone knew, it was Nelson Mandela. Whereas, because I think um, uh, the uh, Noel Edmonds uh, things happened to him um, based almost tightly on luck. Yes. He came to be seen at Cosmic Ordering as he thought that's he just say I'll have I'll have that please and it'll come. Um yeah, well is it is it working now? What's he asking for? Well he's he's asking for the hair to stay the same colour, well, which that, it has. That's, 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 the I lion mean, hair he's, and he's the, the, the most he's the most I am gonna be recognised if it mm. for the rest of my life if it kills me. <laughs> but God bless him, he's a great broadcaster. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank, we had an outing, didn't we? Um, we did, yes. Did you we enjoy? went. I loved it. It was part of my birthday celebration. Al couldn't make it because he lives in Manchester, which is fair enough. It's mm. a jaunt. 
It was yeah. half term as well. Oh well, yeah. I'm not, I, not saying um, I'm a legendary dad, but at least I was there. I you think know? you're a legendary dad. <laughs> anyway, we went to an exhibition in, Co- in Covent Garden. Yes. yes, an exhibition called James Bond in Motion. La 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 la. <laughs> James Bond in Motion. <laughs> la 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 la. James Bond. <laughs> Why don't they have that as their thing? <laughs> Oh, anyway. You come up with so many good ideas for other people's I know. projects. I know, and you know you? what? I don't mind That's them just true. having it. I don't mind them having it. Sometimes they just do have I it. I wouldn't don't they? be surprised if they had a wine and cheese evening, if they couldn't get Boney M to go in and do it live. Probably. You know. Um, so we met um, Meg Simmons. She? Just guess what her job is, oh, Al. She's lovely. Um, uh, Bond in motion historian. Well, you've basically got it. She no. is the James Bond archivist. Oh, yes. shit. So she works for Eon, who make the, the movies. Right. And she knows a lot about... I'll tell you what I love about yeah. her. Yeah, I've yes. gathered that already. Yeah, she was a... such a company woman, Meg. Right. She was. She had a lovely belly. I referred to something that happened in... Uh, Referred to something that happened in Never Say Never Again, which was a sort of rogue movie that wasn't made by Eon. And she said, oh, I don't know anything about that one. Wow. <laughs> yes. Deliberately. That's <laughs> you'd think, great. You'd think someone who knew loads about Bond being a completist would have thought, well, obviously I'll watch that and read about it. But no, no, yes. not, I don't have anything to do with that. Didn't happen. It was, it, was, it was a special... I mean, it was Frank's special day. <clears throat> yeah. It was great. So... It, what, what I liked was the lighting, Frank. It was a very forgiving lighting. It was lovely in there. Oh, really? Oh, we got to go around a bit early. Yeah, we went, we went, uh, we got, uh, are we allowed to say this? Yes, we are. So we, we got a bit of special treatment. So we, we went in, because it Brilliant. was my birthday after all. Uh-huh. Uh, so we went in an hour before the exhibition started. Excellent. Yeah, so yeah. there's like, you know, things like Odd Jobs car. Remember Odd Job? Yeah. It was the guy with the... Um, the razor sharp bowler hat. Yes. Yeah, oh, and loads that. of stuff like Cubby that. Cubby broccoli's ro- roller. Yeah. Brilliant. And and just loads Roger of stuff. Roger Moore's navel suit, Frank. L- loads of stuff from, yeah. Loads of stuff. No, Roger Moore's <laughs> navel fluff. <laughs> what about when we heard, which again, I think we we're allowed to say, Frank, she said, Roger liked to take his clothes home with him. He liked to keep, didn't he, the clothes? Yeah, like John oh. Pertwee. Yeah. Oh, did he nice. like to keep an outfit? John Pertwee, apparently, uh, Sorry, I've gone a bit Doctor Who this morning, but John Pertwee um, would... They'd have two, one for the stuntman and one for him. Yeah. And he used to say to the stuntman, uh, wear this one, be, be careful with it, be careful. Because <laughs> he'd got one, he'd got one uh, held back. <laughs> so they wore the same ones and then John Pertwee went home with all these fabulous velvet jackets and shirts yeah. and stuff. Tremendous. So, um, but we should put a picture on the socials of Frank. Um, you got to hold something rather special. Oh, I did broadcastable. (laughs) Um, yeah, I had it's all right, I had fingerless gloves. Oh, excellent. (laughs) No, I I got to hold, uh, I'll give you a clue. I think we Uh should. Keep them on the centre. <laughs> so well, can, can I just give them I mean, a clue? Mines, mines will be racing during this song. When you held it, I've never seen... Oh, OK, yes. Clue, clue, yeah, clue. The, the, the light was catching it. That was what it was looked, amazing. I've never seen anything like it. No, it's, uh, and uh, it could have gone off at any second. <laughs> We left you on a cliffhanger. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. 
so I held. This is the clue. He's got a powerful weapon. No, he charges you never. a million. I held Lulu. No, I didn't. <laughs> I held. Um, I held the golden gun. Wow. He, he was the man with the golden gun, and you know, he really entered into the spirit of it. He held it. I a can l- he did the exact that. pose, Frank. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Uh, we found out all sorts of amazing stuff. Like that, the gun that you often see on the early James Bond posters mm-hmm. is, uh, it's a, a, what is it, a PPK thingy? I'm not very good on guns. Yes, I know. I mean, Bond specialists, I'd but be nervous it's actually, about. It's actually the air, the air gun version of it because it's got a longer... Um, Nozzle, longer thing, and that mm. looks yeah. a bit more impressive on the poster. So barrel. He's actually, a barrel. He's actually yes. holding an air gun. Oh, mm. wow. Mm. Yeah, um, Waltar PPK, I think it is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, Waltar PPK good. sounds like he could be related to Will I Am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well, we learnt loads of stuff. Cool. I also took photos of loads of stuff. I took a photo of one of Daniel Craig's suits from the new film, and even though it wasn't Beautiful. on a Daniel Craig, it, you could tell it was Daniel Craig because of his slightly simian To paraphrase physique. the late Marquis Smith, it contained the essence of Craig. It did. Did it? It did. We should Maybe we'll put that picture on, because the suit, it's just... You can't see the suit without seeing Daniel Design Craig. Designed by Frank? Oh, I don't know. Stuff like that. Oh, I do. Um, Tom Ford. Tom Ford. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That would have been my eighth guess, probably. One so of four. a bit of time there. Mm. We were talking. So, so I, um, I uh, tripped out a lot of my uh, Doctor Who trivia to, uh, to, to she, Meg. She was quite impressed, to I impress thought. impress the professor. Well, things like I used to have a. A James Bond suitcase with loads of uh, you know the 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 gun that um, assembled. It was a bit of an attaché. Bless you. Um, <laughs> dangerous nowadays. Did More your th- did your mum make some of the? Because I know your mum was a fan of making you a, she a bespoke action man. I think she did from a sort of leather fabric that my dad my dad used to work at Rover, so he um, he, he used to bring back some of the upholstery fabric. Oh yeah. I think she might have made me a shoulder holster from that. That's good. Now you come to mention it, yeah. Still yeah. wear it sometimes yeah. when, it when I go out with a firearm. Can't, can't be too careful. What I, I used to call it, well, a doll's leather. There was a specific kind of leather. I remember I had the Fonzie doll uh, with a doll leather jacket. Well, I cool. collected these James Bond uh, bubblegum cards when I was a kid. Black and white they were. And this was early days. This was like Russia, from Russia with Love was like the latest no, no, Goldfinger had just come out. Right. Okay. So they, they, so I collected these cards. I'm going to be straight with you. This would have been 60s. They got um, lots of, like, you know, bikini-clad oh, models. Yeah. And quite a lot. This is kids' bubblegum cards. Mm-hmm. Different and then, times. Different and then, times. God damn it, they did an article about it on something like <laughs> the, the Braden Beat, one of these consumer programmes about these disgusting cards that were going to oh. children. Right. They got, like, you know... Uh, you know, Pussy Galore, the yes. um, the the character. They, there was oh, lots and yes. lots of names like that. There was Plenty O'Toole, mm. as well, mm. and of course Roger Moore, of course. <laughs> and they um, they um, <laughs> so my 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 mum and after it had been exposed on the telly as these disgusting cards, my um, my mum and dad had a bit of a conference. I heard it. They were saying he collects those cards. What we're going to do about? It. So my mum said, uh, "Oh, can I have a look at your uh, James Bond? <laughs> like, really? Like I didn't know what was going on." And she, she looked at these cards. She's going, "Oh, oh yes, oh." 
And then she said to me, uh, what's your favourite one? And I thought, I know, it's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah, no. yeah. So I picked a picture of, you know, James Bond with a guy. She said, oh, yeah, that's a nice one. What, what's your favourite one with a lady <laughs> on it? And I thought, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not falling for it. I went uh, on a Blackman um, polo <laughs> neck jumper. Right? Two on that. When you were um, the uh, Bond Museum thing, and I, uh, I, I love it when you do these things off timetable when the uh, general public can't get in. Oh, and, um, brilliant. I actually, I can't shake the idea of you being like Alan Partridge going around that Dixon's <laughs> just mm. opening tape decks. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, did you, um, did you see any ejector seat action? Was there any well, of that sort of thing? They had the, um, the Corgi car. Cool. That weren't the, uh, the Aston Martin DB5, I think, which oh, had got the most I've ever heard you talk about cars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the one time in his life when he becomes uh, a bit of a car. Yeah. One of those car people. Um, yeah, well, there's not that many distinctive cars in Doctor Who. There's Bessie, which was um, John <laughs> oh, Pertwee. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, they, they travelled by other methods <laughs> they in, did. in Doctor that, Who. That sounds like uh, one <laughs> could, It wouldn't have worked <laughs> if they went everywhere by car. <laughs> Can I just say? Get that A to Z out. Also, Bessie doesn't sound much of a sort of ladies' wagon. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just no. take Bessie. Does no, it sound it, like Kit? No, yeah. it, was a, it was a bright yellow sort of vintage car, you know. Sort of magnificent men in their flying machines. <laughs> It had that feel to it. Um, yeah, so I, I've got, I've still got the original uh, Corgi car, uh, James Bond DB5. With the, and the first thing that Meg asked me is, have you still got the figure? Because people used That's to what lose. She asked me. I said, "Mind your own business." I oh, know that was a bit harsh. I shouldn't have said that here. Um, she. Uh, I thought you stuck together, you lot. Exactly. She. What people used to do? They used to eject like the bad guy. It was oh, a yeah. little tiny figure holding a gun, yes. and then they'd lose it. Yes. But I've well, still got mine. Have you? That's the so, kind. I was a very lonely child, so it was very well, easy for me to... I could have done with to, those ejector uh, seats. Keep things. <clears throat> That's yeah. what you need for a bad date. Across both sexes, can I say? Yes. What? If you An just want to seat. get out... You know, sometimes you just want to get out. This is a No questions idea. asked. Because you don't want yeah. to go into an explanation with someone you don't know. Oh, I thought you meant to fire someone out. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant that. Do yeah, you not? Yeah. I do. Yeah, oh, You don't want to go into an explanation, so if it's not working, just press the button. Can this you imagine great. that? What it's really we... assertive. <laughs> I love it, because there's no need. It's like everyone understands that is the rule. If at any point... It's like on Graham Norton, they have the chair. Yeah, yeah. It's the same mm. principle. I'll tell you what worries me now from, from, a, uh, from a perspective <laughs> of asking myself what kind of person I am. When you said that, my first thought, was oh, how do you get the seat back? Yes, back. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, fire them out and then go back for the chair. It's having to go over. It's having to go over while they're still unconscious and undo the safety belt to, to empty them out. Yeah, <laughs> as if that wasn't Alan's first concern. <laughs> oh no, that would uh, that wouldn't uh, yeah. that wouldn't work at all. Can I just mention briefly at this juncture, just so the readers know, we are appreciative of their um, lovely contributions, Frank. Mm-hmm. You have a few balls... Oh, I was going to say, you've got some plates in the air, haven't you? Plates yeah, in the plates air, balls spinning. in the air, plates spinning. Uh, Billy's mullet, uh, he's come up with a Madonna microphone example, the Benny from Crossroads hat. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. That's yeah, okay. that's true. Alan the cabbie, the Starsky jumper. 
Oh, yes. Yes. Which someone else texted Four, two, three, I think it's a cardigan. Starsky yeah. and Hutch cardigan. Yeah. I'm, actually, cardigan. I'm actually wearing some trainers today that uh, are often thought of as Starsky and Hutch trainers. Like oh, a, yeah, I'll check yeah. those out uh, d- during the music. Yeah, well, I'll walk around a bit. Um, I, also, there I was someone sent in, um, you'll be able to say who. Uh, don't let me put you on the spot, though. Um, no. Because we can do it after. Um, that they had Pete from this. They had a piece of Pete merchandise with Pete as Boba Fett. Yes. Now that is the Disney organisation at its at its most um, cynical. Had... I think because they're saying Boba <laughs> Fett, the most periphery Star Wars regular, <laughs> and Pete. They sort of. Well, well, it's so obvious. Pete's not going to be Luke Skywalker, is he? Ever. No, he's so Boba Fett. Um, well, Trevor Dudbridge sent that in, Frank. And what I like is he's uh, gone to the trouble of sending with helmet, without helmet oh, for Boba Fett. Top. I would say the whole item just... has got collector's item written all over it. He's just asking. called it My Pete Merch. Yeah. Nice. It's like My Sweet Lord. Bobber Pete. It's, it's <laughs> great. It's perfect. <laughs> We were discussing uh, John Motson's sheepskin coat earlier and mm-hmm. 596 has raised the point um, it's arguable that John Motson would say he was wearing an Eddie Waring jacket. Yes, yeah, see, I... That's not how I think of... Eddie Waring... I mean, everything's arguable. That. Yeah, everything. Um, Eddie Waring was a, a rugby league commentator uh, who I, I don't associate with the... With the no, I mean, you know, Motson... He has, he's made it his own. Okay. What about? He still wears it. He what does. Double O nine. As we're on. It's a lot easier to just wear the same coat than have to go through all the Noel Edmund dying and yeah. retaining the same beard. Just wear the same coat. Very easy. Frank, do you want to hear about what Double O nine has to say? Double O nine. He's been in touch. That James Bond's next door neighbour. Yes. So does that mean he's well? He's he's if he's a Double O nine, he's um mm-hmm. he's definitely killed twice. Yeah. yeah. I think you have to be almost. Oh, no, do you, you just have to be that OO, don't you? To, oh, do to, be, you? to be a license to kill. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go on. Uh, he says, when I see people with their collar turned up, I call it the Cantonar collar. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And that's Tom. I think that's a good shout. See, I think of that as the Elvis collar. It's all about uh-huh. age. And you know where I go? Ponzi. Okay. Oh. Every, something, hey. Something. <laughs> 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 Fonzie. Oh, Fonzie. Oh, brilliant. What about my Fonzie doll? And uh, you'd press something at the back and he'd say, and he'd raise his little thumbs a lot. Oh, that's nice, isn't oh, it? Oh, I love that. I remember you condemning me on here for calling the actor Henry Winkler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What? I think my reaction was more like this. Winkler? Henry Winkler, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surely is how you say it's now. I'd forgotten about that. Uh, yeah. It makes my desk carts not seem as bad, doesn't it? Well, I, I, think <laughs> I thought you were saying Vinkler. it makes my desk carts, as in it makes my day. <laughs> makes my day carts. Yeah, that'd be a good, good thing, wouldn't it? It makes my day carts would be an, a great thing for philosophers yeah. to say to each other. Do you know what? If I was a philo- philosopher, um, I was. I disturbed the show today because my <laughs> one of my um, Oxford philosophy. <laughs> um, I, I got this Oxford uh, uh, philosophy app that sends right. me alerts with philosophical terms. That's and nice. I forgot to switch it off. You see, you should do a podcast with philosophers called Make My Days Cart. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, Make My <laughs> Day Cart. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm being great. cruel to no, you, Al, but Make My Day Cart. 
Yeah, I think you could do that. Frank, uh, Karen has been in touch. Is Can? This... Karen. What, the ge- I do oh, I see you meant the German... Uh, I was going to say Krautrock, but can we still say Krautrock? No. OK. Karen, I do apologise. Uh, hi, guys. <laughs> is this one of the most well-known Madonna microphone items, Deirdre Barlow glasses? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Also, of course, let's be fair, Deirdre Rashid. Let's not <laughs> yes. forget oh, that. Oh, that her married name? I think she had a few. Uh, they all got married 12 times. She had a few. I remember that when... <laughs> um, gossip. Regrets. <laughs> when um, Roy um, Cropper, Cropper married Hayley... Yes. I remember they, they, the, the thing was it was the first sort of uh, transgender... Wedding, soap opera wedding, in, in, yeah, woke pop, woke opera, soap opera <laughs> wedding, uh, woke opera, yeah, and um, it was the first one of those. But the Guardian said, yeah, that that okay, it, it's a big deal, you know, that that a transgender person got married on on a soap opera. Mm. They said, but if it was being covered by like the uh, the the Weatherfield Gazette, mm. it might be more interesting in the fact that there was eight women in the audience <laughs> whose husbands had died as a result of violent crime. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> this is uh, the. F- do I say this is the Frank Skinner show? I think you do. Yeah. Frank Skinner Sometimes. show. Love. This is the Frank Skinner show with uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. And do I mention me being on it? You usually said this is Frank Skinner. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, everyone can, knows it's Bag Pussy's show. Yeah, you can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I've got the giggles. Oh, so, I just you... looked at my Apple Music, <laughs> oh, yes. and I looked at the last thing I was playing on here. And? It was... Uh, Would you I'm, care to share? I think I'm going to... Am I allowed to play on... Uh, the producer's nodding. Producer. He knows her music. Um, it was. It was. Uh... Oh, I'm. I'm oh, it won't I'm... play. Oh. Oh. Suspenseful. It is. It's actually um, the Sea Devils by Malcolm Clark. Um, is what is it? Is it? It's incidental music from um, 1970s Doctor Who. <laughs> Of course. You're right. You're right with that. So, can I just ask a question? And I'm honestly not judging you. No, good. I'm honestly not. But would you listen to that in headphones walking down the street, or in what context would you listen to? No, I think I'd be scared. no, no, no. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I could try, if I, I don't know if I listen. I certainly listen to it while I'm, you know, doing stuff around the house and things. Really? Around the yeah. House. Yeah. That's nice for Kath. <laughs> yeah. She likes a bit of synth. Actually, she does like a synth, Kath. Yes. Who's the, her favourite musician? I can't remember, but there's... Oh, She Ulrich likes so Schnauz. many. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. She's a Kraftwerk fan as well. Yes. Oh, aren't we all? So, <laughs> we were talking about... Aren't we all? That's like when somebody Alan's... complains that someone's tired. You go, He's... yeah, we're all tired, love. Alan said that to me once. <laughs> I said, I'm just a bit tired. He went, we're all tired, dear. <laughs> so, listen, we were talking about... Um, doc- not we were, we were talking about James Bond. Yes. We had um, a few plates. We had Deirdre Langton's first name. Oh, yeah, somebody... Tr- as 
sent you a correct show, hasn't 621. 621. Never forget she was Deirdre Langton originally. But that she wasn't um, Deirdre Langton. She married Ray Langton. That's how she became uh, Deirdre Langton. So we're now into the correct Shione being correct Shione. Deirdre's so maiden know. name. I, I don't know. Yeah, so we're on about Deirdre's maiden name. Okay. Well, oh. maybe you can link it to... Uh, what it'll was the daughter called? It'll come to me. Tracy. Oh, lovely work. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hateful, but alluring. <laughs> I mean, that's... that's so many like things it. come under that category. Yes, <laughs> yes. My, ne- um, my, ne- my next uh, <laughs> memoir. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, used to, I used to be mad about Coronation Street, and you know, right through the early days, right up to... Uh, you did. I remember one of my first proper sort of formal social conversations with you I think we were discussing soaps and then Mm -hmm. shortly after that the Christmas tree formation oh Uh, yes it was peak skin yeah well we said we'd keep that to ourselves (laughs) (laughs) so um, sorry Bond so yes so it it turns out that uh, Daniel Craig was um, so it said in the paper I'm not I'm not casting aspersions um, that he was offered um a lot of money to um, to use a Samsung, I think it was. I heard about yes. this in in uh, in a Bond film, and he said it wasn't good good enough for 007. Yeah, mm, mm. the bit wow. I didn't understand is was that money offered to Daniel Craig himself? Well, that's yes. what I don't or understand. The because does well, he get to say whether it, what what phone he uses? I yeah, have, he does, I have Intel. Oh yeah. Uh, evolution of Pete Stoll. I haven't watched an 18-minute video on this. You've, you just talked to my cleaner, <laughs> my ex-cleaner <laughs> yes, who went you, to Daniel You Craig. should have all the information. I believe they did compromise in the end um, and they did end up showing... I think he sends a phone, Bond, to Moneypenny. Oh, OK. Good enough for the ladies, you see. Yeah. <laughs> he sends it to Moneypenny and she opens it. There's no branding, but we know it's a Samsung. Um... I think he was offered five million personally, which he turned down. What? What? Um, what? You can confirm what? from your clean. <laughs> James, what? Wow! Um, <laughs> if they offered me that to smoke woodbine on there, I would do. I mean, when I was on Coronation Street, I don't remember being asked what what um, what would you like your character. No, but he's a powerful. I remember when I always st- sticks in my memory. He was interviewed on, um, I think it was on Graham Norton about Quantum of Solace when it was just about to come out. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And he said, "Well, I've actually been quite involved in this one. I've had involvement with the oh. script and all that." And I thought, mm, "Yeah." And he sounds, Frank, um, he sounds meddlesome. We should yeah. say, yeah, meddlesome. <laughs> 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 didn't win any meddlesome <laughs> for that. <no. laughs> I was the only time I actually lost. I I I know I lost my way. You know, when you're watching a film, you think, "Oh, I don't understand what's going." On. It's a very complex yes. plot, and you think, "I'm a bit lost here." That happened to me in the chase at the oh, beginning of Quantum yeah. Soul. I thought, um, "Wasn't he? <clears throat> is he still?" Yeah. That it happens was, to oh. me in the chase with Bradley Wall. <laughs> you got well. There you I go. mean, what's going on? I don't understand what they do. These people. Why do they? How does it work? Bradley Wall's due to become the new Par Larkin. Yes, apparently. Well, hasn't he got Doctor Who commitments? No, well, they say he's he needs, going. Well, he's going to need to free that up so someone else can step in. He plays in. Pa Larkin in the uh, 
You know, Pa Larkin, the father of Philip Larkin. Yes. If only who, there was um, someone who already uh, played a, Nazi. a role in Doctor <laughs> Who and was well-loved. He bought his young child a, um, a metal Adolf Hitler where you could press a little thing and he did a Nazi salute. That was Philip Larkin's dad. God's sake, play Great the music. Knowledge. OK, I'll play Great the music. Knowledge. Go play the music now. We've been... We can solve something, firstly, which was uh, the question of Deirdre Barlow slash Langton. Strash Rashid, Rashid. Her maiden name, or her original name, I should Alan. know this, I really should know this. Alan? Well, uh, 646 and uh, 824 have texted saying that her maiden name was Hunt. Deirdre Hunt. I don't remember that. I mean, when you say it like that, she had a lot of surnames over the course of her mm. life. That's she did. tremendous, though, she the was. Paperwork. Incredible. Well, um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of admin. Mm hmm. That's yeah. what would put me off being a spy, by the way. That's the, um, what the the admin. Yeah, that's why she wore how many the, passwords they have to remember. She wore the massive glasses to avoid being blinded by rice. <laughs> <laughs> that was thrown at her on a regular basis. <laughs> they were goggles, really, oh. protective goggles. <laughs> uh, Daniel Craig mm. is your personal sort of Moriarty figure in your life, really. Well, yeah. but it, my cleaner who left me for Daniel Craig has now gone on. We should say you weren't involved with her either. If you, your cleaner wasn't Rachel. No, no, Weiss. she was my, my, my. She was my. We were clean. They, she cleaned at our home. Yeah. And then... In fact, I spoke to my current cleaner the other day and she said, oh, yeah, I clean for Daniel sometimes. I thought... Really? She's he's working, he's working <laughs> his wicked ways again. She'll be off. Yeah. That was um, a shame. I mean to get cleaners. I'm not suggesting anything else. Oh, he no. apparently... We were talking about the Samsung deal that he turned down because him and the movie was Spectre at the time. Yeah. And was it Sam Mendes who directed that? I think it might have been, but if I'm wrong, I do apologise. But he didn't think it was the right fit for Bond. They said... Apparently he said Bond only uses the best, so he wouldn't be seen with the phone. He know. was offered 50... Uh, they were offered 50 million... As a deal, and he was individually offered five million. Well, Sony's yeah. supposed to have offered them fifty million, but we don't know what that was for. They might have wanted him to use a mini disc. Yeah, I think Sony offered eighteen million. Uh, Samsung offered fifty. I mean, what we're saying is these people are being offered a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Money Do you think? Who, who was it that made the magnet that takes the zip? On the dress down. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sponsorship. Yeah, I think he got that from a scrapyard. Just, a, just like three quid from a scrapper. Do you uh, think there was a point where Daniel Craig went, oh, I don't think we should uh, have a, a Samsung phone because Bond wouldn't have that. That There was anybody in the meeting that wanted to say, Daniel, this is... This is all pretend, but the money's real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like it's not a documentary about a spy. Bond didn't have blonde hair. Didn't <laughs> yes. <it? laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Just shut up and take some of this money, mate. No, well, but the... I... all right. <laughs> <laughs> just keep doing. That I like too. that the new film is called No Time to Die. Which just basically sounds like he's got a lot on. Yeah, that's exactly how I interpret it. <laughs> I haven't got time it. to I die, dear. And yeah. I mean, I'm so busy this I've week. I've retired. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the they... point of this, that he's retired in this one? Yeah, but why don't they just call it Bond? Haven't got a minute to myself. Yeah. <laughs> why not just call it Bond 35 or whatever? Yeah. Just do them all like that now. That's the way forward. Yes. <laughs> not as sexist as it used to be, it could be called. Yeah. 
Well, I, I was that, watching it. Drawing people on the, the project. Yeah. I, yes, exactly. <laughs> I watched the clip of the new Is Bond film. Is that what film. he called them? <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched the clip of the new Bond film. And it was a bit odd because the trailer before I was watching, you know, they have the ad beforehand. I hate those ads, Frank. Yeah. S- skip this in three seconds. Why not just let me skip it now? Mm. Anyway, oh, yeah. the ad that I didn't have the option to skip was two middle class kids in karate uniform, Al. Cool. Just to bring you into this. Love and them. they were saying, please slow down, Daddy. And the dad's going too fast. I mean, I, I, don't, oh, I think right. they survived, yes. Yeah. Uh, they survived, but they went, no, Daddy, stop. It was one of those very distressing. I and thought at first it was going to be we... a dad karate teacher hitting them <laughs> too fast. They couldn't do their blocks. And then we kicked into... Oh, really? Bond going round the Monte Carlo sort of chicanes. Yeah. Don't drive too fast, James. That would ruin the whole franchise. Yeah, Daddy, no... So we're going to go. We're going to go when it comes. It's coming out late because yep. of the uh, corona. Yeah. But um, we, we, it used to be a... We had an outing. We've had a couple, I think, to Bond. We films. did Spectre. No. We... Spectre to <laughs> <laughs> We've done two. The deal is I book the tickets and that's the deal. I think and I And you've got the popcorn. popcorn. You right. get the popcorn. It's, yeah, it's a good deal. I love it. Well, we were talking about Tradition. Bond and No Time to Die and the fact that, as you said, it's about his retirement. Mm. I yeah. believe that's when it starts. So it's him queuing at the post office. Yeah. Essentially. Doing watercolours. Cashier number, <laughs> cashier number seven, please. Watercolours, yes. Ordering, maybe him flicking through the supplements, Frank, ordering some of those nice elasticated trousers. Yes. You know, I have given up shop. What if he'd, have re- what if he'd resigned <laughs> to go to retire... And he'd, he'd woken up in the village like the prisoner. Because that was the oh. old idea that spies weren't supposed to resign. Yes. Because they knew too much. So they had to be hidden away. That mm-hmm. would have been a fabulous intertextuality. I always thought if I ever got a mastermind, which I wouldn't, but um, I grow old. I grow old. Um, but I think I always felt my specialist subject, I'd love it to be the prisoner. But now I think it might be Pete. Oh, okay. Disney character. Right, you probably already know more than most a people. One week deep dive on Pete. I mean, I've gone deep. Uh, well, on the subject of films, though, I just wanted to raise something, which is while we're talking about branding, did you read this about Apple? Ryan Johnson, you'll know him. Frank, he's your community because he did Star Wars The Last Jedi, I believe. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant the S&M community that Frank jokes about being involved in. <laughs> did he do The Last Jedi? I, I may be wrong. I think he did... I'm sure he did okay. Star Wars. Our readers okay. can let us know if I've got that right. But he sure. did Knives Out, which is fabulous. Um, he has revealed that Apple told him the villain in his movie was not allowed to be seen using an Apple product. Are you an iPhone? Mm. And he has explained... Not an apple. <laughs> well, the yeah. difficult thing was the film was about the Garden of Eden. <laughs> <laughs> Not many scenes where uh, Bond baddies are eating chutney with some... That of Isaac uh, Newton biopics all over the place. Isn't Snow, isn't Snow White doesn't the, bad, doesn't the baddie use an apple product in Snow White? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the witch. Who I always had to play in the school play. Thank you. Oh, no. I know. I know. No, I had my revenge, Frank. Oh, yeah, they do. 
Well, I did. <laughs> I, I got I, laughs, thank I, you. I, I Snow White from... doesn't get laughs, the witch does, That's the way sure. I played it. I went to see Snow White and the Six Dwarves last week. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm afraid the Sneezy is self-isolated. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So we were discussing the iPhones not um, not allowed to be seen by baddies, this director has not, revealed. Not seen, used. used. Used, exactly. Otherwise, so, Apple think that it'll be associated with badness. Villainy. Bad guys. He, Ron Johnson essentially said he was giving away a huge secret and he's going to... He's shooting himself in the foot here because every time any watch, anyone watches any of his movies in future, they're going to know the person holding the old Nokia... Oh, that's the villain, villain, essentially. Oh, you can't be, and he's doing Knives Out too. So difficult to be. A, I mean, it's more of a. Have you seen the movie? It's absolutely marvelous. Which it, which one? Uh, Knives Out. No, it's more of a sort of <clears throat> why done it in some respects. Oh, is it? Yeah, I love a why done it. How done it? Why done it? Okay, yeah, because uh, Thingy was a why done it. Um, no, not why done it. How um, done it? How does he find out who done it? Was oh, okay. Columbo? That's how Columbo. Yeah. you knew oh, who yeah. done it from yes. the beginning. Yes, but he—I take his point about this, though. It's um, true. If you know that information at the beginning, it's a bit like if there's um, say if there's an Agatha Christie type, mm. um, um, ten possible suspects on the telly recently made. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm think my money's on one of the the, the white men. <laughs> I would say, yeah, yeah. Now that I think it's, that's a good thing. I think we're in flux. Things are improving. No, and, but and it is a spoiler. That's but it, yeah. is, it is a bit of a spoiler to a yes, who's on it. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I think also um, because the other the other thing is that apparently in. 24. I don't know if you used to watch that. Oh yes, uh, I remember that. I ne- you know what? Somebody gave me the. Um, the the DVD of that and said you'll absolutely love it and I watched one episode and I thought not for me okay. right it's good to jump out of those things NFL. early though yeah. rather than halfway through I listened to that podcast this week on Frank Skinner's not for me yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyone who sounds doesn't like Sopra- Doctor Who sounds a bit negative The Soprano <laughs> The Sopranos not for you seven oh, it Frank seven seven it Frank I not got for four in and what did I tell you it was the Dormio ad I think yes. this is I oh. is, eh, don't, can we do what we with this is yeah. what we think this point is Tony come I on mean, I I definitely regard myself more negative than you two but yet you've come <laughs> up with a vehicle for Frank that is basically negative not for, not me. for me Frank Skinner <laughs> I feel really overlooked here and now on Radio 4 it's time for Frank Skinner's not for me <laughs> this week you two this is Frank Skinner We were discussing the uh, iPhone not being allowed to be used by baddies. Mm. Um, I'm guessing well, by now Apple. they tell me. Sorry, I'll give it back. Yeah, I feel like they could they could allow it, but just make sure that there's also a counterbalance moment. So, like, there could be a moment in it where 007 says, the difficult thing about being a spy these days is remembering all your passwords. <laughs> Thankfully, I use the Apple Wallet or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then later on, they could have the baddie use the iPhone, but say, oh, God, I've used an aftermarket charger and now I'm <laughs> straight down to 25%. It could, it could be done. 
by something like <laughs> that. Off the market charge. Is this why you're not in script writing? Yeah. <laughs> you don't think that would be suspenseful? How could I add to I this point, I thought they were good though. suggestions, if any of the production team are listening. Feel your, free I to have I love the aftermarket charger. It's absolutely <laughs> genius work. What I would say to both of you, gentlemen, is that villains in my book are, especially in Bond films, are sort of, stereotypically at least, they sort of seem to be at the cutting edge of technology. Yeah. You know, the lair. They have a lair, don't they? Yeah, With all they sorts have. of blinking gadgets. Yeah, laser. Lasers. Oh, they launch rockets, yeah, right? Under, yeah, underground Nuclear kingdom. wars, all sorts going on with these people. A lot of sliding so, to reveal stuff. A lot of that kind of sliding doors. What, well, exactly, Alan. What I mm-hmm. would say is it's the villains in Bond films who I would say are better brand ambassadors for the technology mm. than Bond who, I'm afraid, oh, okay. tends to push people in a pool. Yeah, yeah, but he does get things like... He's quite low fire. He does get like... No, he isn't. He He smashes the place up. He he doesn't do that. He gets pens that... um, Oh, great pens. That's good stuff. (laughs) You know, he gets all those stuff from... um, Is it M? Um, He doesn't launch underwater civilizations and and nuclear missiles. Look, can we just say, um, I think we should point out, obviously, all forms of sponsorship are brilliant. (laughs) Can we make that absolutely clear? And here on Absolute Radio, where real advertising matters. Yes. Um, For example, if if, um, the um, popular breakfast uh, show host, uh, Dave Berry... Oh, yeah. If he... If we found out that he'd killed three people in a McDonald's with an axe... Oh, for God's sake. We've got through three hours I think we can safely say that the management of Absolute would stand by Dave Berry, as we all would, until there was a trial and we'd actually found out whether he was innocent or guilty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Unless we found out that it wasn't an axe from Wix. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm afraid he'd be on his own. <laughs> so I think uh, sponsorship does matter. <laughs> And, and far be it from us to condemn the Bond films <laughs> here no, on well, Absolute Radio. We don't condemn them. I mean, what I would say, I do think... I remember Danny Boyle said that in Slumdog Millionaire, he'd been told that... I don't know if I can mention the car company. I, I, I was this Mercedes? No, <laughs> Sorry. You're right, Al. I mean, um, I was guessing. But, yeah, they said, we'll be in the movie, but we don't want to be associated... We don't want anyone poor driving it. Yeah, exactly. So we can have if there's any shots of posh apartment blocks, you can put it there. But we don't want it near the slums. That's yeah. what he's. I mean, that's what they say. Yeah. Coca-Cola, I think, was a bit touchy. Was it? As well. Oh yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. My mom's cola had to be used. My <laughs> <laughs> um, Panda Panda Cola. I think the bad. Right. All the baddies in the new Bond film drink Panda Cola. <laughs> No wonder they're problem. so angry. Exactly. Frank. Yeah, they are hyper, those baddies. <laughs> also, I'll tell you what, there beware. All Scaramanga and the Calvin Classics from the market. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to us this week. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. 